Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Smith. Some people call me Mr. Blue. Either way, I'm looking to be your spiritual muse. Well, hi there, soul sibling. Welcome back for a new episode. Today's episode 106, Freedom from Anxiety, Journey to and From. I know I'm probably supposed to have like more logical, less poetic subject lines. In fact, this morning I was doing some studying on titles and subject lines and emails and I was just like lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, there's so much input about how to appropriately reach out to you, my listener. So if you ever have any input and you want something specific, you like something, you don't like something, please hit reply to Viral Mindfulness Monday. Please leave a question. Please leave a comment. Let me know what you want more of. And let me know, most importantly, what you're learning on your spiritual path. I would love to hear from you. So today we're going to talk about part two from episode 105. Part one in episode 105 was looking at seeking as a means to work on your spiritual path, to heal. Uh, Episode 105, seeking to uncover the unconscious roots. I talked a little bit about when I was using timeline therapy back when I was 18 years old to to seek out information, to uncover information. So today we're taking part two, which is kind of the flip side, the antithesis. This is surrender. This is where you're looking at the leading lens of surrender, surrendering to your anxiety. And we're going to talk specifically about anxiety today. Today's episode is sponsored by Viral Mindfulness Monday. Are you subscribed? head over to viralmindfulness.com forward slash subscribe. You don't want to miss out. One winter day while running along the ocean here in Huntington Beach, California, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I sent a spirit-centered email to my tribe on Mondays with a mindful suggestion? And so it began. Your support, questions, insights, ahas, and heartfelt emails quickly stole my heart. Soon we were achieving powerful practice and synchronicity together through email. You're my tribe and I claim each one of you as you subscribe. I bring you into the circle of my heart to teach and elevate with mindfulness. I'll trade awesome mindfulness challenges for your email address. Join my tribe. It's called Viral Mindfulness Monday. This testimonial is from Anna. Anna says, Dear Alexander, I've been reading your Monday musings since Joshua Tree. What a sweet pleasure to look forward to each week. I especially appreciated your comments on the importance of honoring silence in our lives. This gives me the opportunity to hear my own voice, and it often has some very important things to say. Thank you for sharing yourself this way with all of us out here in email land. You're a gift. Namaste. Anna, thank you so much. And what perfect timing to mention silence since just last Monday, I introduced SOS or Summer of Stillness. And of course, silence is a variation of that stillness. So if you'd like the details about the next 90 days and a free meditation every month, subscribe or on social media, DM me and I will send you a link and you can just drop your email in my Instagram. Either way, I'd love for you to join. Once again, head over to viralmindfulness.com forward slash subscribe. 
Surrendering to anxiety is not your natural inclination. So right off the bat, you need to know that a mindful perspective with this conversation suggests that the medicine you need is actually in the pain. And this is not going to be your innate natural tendency at all. Our propensity as humans is to move away from pain and then it's to inhale and devour and have more and want more and more and more of the pleasure and the wonderful parts. So just know that you are human and it is contrary to what you'll probably naturally feel. At this point in the game, I really believe it's true that either you're going to be subscribed a pill for your anxiety or you're going to learn how to meditate. So it's like, that's kind of the conversation I hear out there with regards to prescriptions and psychiatrists, psychologists, doctors. Do you want a pill? Do you want to learn how to meditate? Now, the other caveat I want to make is that it's not something where this surrendering and this becoming friends with and moving into this mindful lens of looking and observing, getting to know your anxiety, it doesn't just magically disappear. And that in and of itself creates more anxiety for a lot of people. That's been my experience, is that as you try to fix it, as you try to get rid of it, even seeking to understand it sometimes can create more pain, more anxiety, more frustration. So let's dive into surrender and some ideas or some metaphors and descriptions that might give you uh, a path. So surrender to what is. See, and that's contrary because you'll go into a doctor or to a helper and you'll say, I want to get rid of this. How do I stop it? Some people are more anxious people. I am one of those people. So part of what I'm going to share with you today is specifically telling you about the path that I've walked. And we're talking 16 years. 2003 is the time where I started looking into surrendering and guided meditation where I started. And I'm going to get into that whole story for you in just a minute. Surrendering to what is surrendering to reality. You know, reality is is out there and your relationship to it is ooh, muy importante. Surrendering to the present moment. Um, not only are you going to maybe surrender to guided meditation or mindfulness or meditation over the long haul, um, but it might be some of these. Divinity. You might surrender to God, to higher power, the universe. You might surrender to a mantra, phrases, slogans, your breath. You might surrender to stillness and silence. Ooh, the summer of silence. If you want more details, let me know. You might surrender to this observer, observing your anxiety, witnessing it, uh, looking at whatever arises um, you might surrender to a guide. You might hire a guide, a coach, a helper. And so today I want to share with you a story, my big experience where I used guided imagery and meditation to look specifically at anxiety. Here's the setting. It was 2003. I was living in downtown Salt Lake City. I was newly diagnosed with HIV. I was newly medicated with the antiretrovirals, and I was working a couple, several jobs in social work. I was working at an agency doing therapy with LGBTQ. It was called Pride Counseling. I was working part-time with sex offenders at Intermountain Healthcare, and I had just been hired at Salt Lake Community College to work as a therapist on staff in health and wellness counseling services. 
So in my personal life, I had started experimenting with drugs. I don't think I had started experimenting with crystal meth yet. So I definitely was experimenting with marijuana, with cocaine, psychedelics, mushrooms. And so I was also feeling a shitload of stress about the whole HIV process. And I was carrying a lot of emotional baggage from years and years of religion and also sexual like repression and shame and guilt and this whole process of you know getting HIV and well you don't just get it you transmit the virus and so I had a lot of added stress and anxiety and then I was an anxious and nervous person one of the things you don't know about me when I was about eight seven eight I used to worry a lot. In fact, my siblings, one of the nicknames they gave me was door locker. I had this routine where I would have to go through every door in our house. We lived in a big home in Salt Lake City above the Capitol with a lot of doors. There were several levels and I I would go to bed and I'm like, wait, did I lock the doors? Oh my gosh, did I turn off, is the oven off? (laughs) Yeah, they called me door locker. In fact, they would even sing, who are you going to call? Door locker from, you know, Ghostbusters. Yeah, I know. And they used to call me Tinkerbell. You siblings of mine. Anyway, moving right along. So I naturally have anxiety, rapid thinking and thoughts. And so one thing to note here, we all observe rapid thinking and thoughts when we start to meditate, when we become mindful. So don't think you're abnormal or you're doing something wrong. If you also have a tendency for anxiety, let's say, as opposed to depression or a propensity, let's use that word. I love propensity. Then that's something to take into note with the formula. So where I was starting is I knew that meditation, guided meditation was something that I was going to practice because I was convinced and totally educated with my masters and had seen firsthand the benefit of teaching clients how to slow down, how to breathe, how to meditate and through guided meditation. It's not really easy for a lot of people just to sit silent. And so one place you can start is with guided meditation. So I decided to specifically choose guided meditations that focused on anxiety. And these particular meditations came from a clinical social worker whose name is Belle Ruth Knapperstack. And I will put this information in the show notes for you. Belle Ruth Knapperstack, a wonderful clinician, very dynamic personality, was an actor and entertainer before she got into years, decades actually, of helping and primarily guided meditation. So her topic-centered meditation on anxiety is where we're at. I'm in downtown Salt Lake City. I'm ready to start practicing regularly. So I put on the CD, yes, CD form, into my little, you know, my before I was an Apple user my PC the the stack the column push the button out comes the little CD tray in it goes and I'm going to meditate for like 23 minutes whatever the length was of her guided meditation and I remember laying on my bed because I didn't want I didn't know how to sit I couldn't sit I didn't want to sit and so I just laid down 
And I remember going through the journey, and she's really great too, if you want to look her up, really beautiful um, language. And then to add here while we're talking, don't you don't have to follow Bell Ruth. There's so many different people you can listen to or practice with, and you should find someone that resonates where you like their voice. You know, for me, I'm offering meditations um, at my website. Um, this fall, I'm definitely going to be doing a lot more teaching specific to guided meditations online. My voice may not work for you. It might drive you crazy and that's fine. So have the courage and the respect for your journey to follow people and tools that resonate with you. So here I am doing the guided meditation and probably, you know, 10 minutes into it, I'm losing my marbles. I am just observing the wild mind for sure. And then the most prominent disturbing part of this particular night and meditation was before you know it, I am feeling so much emotion about one of my deep fears at that time, which was I'm going to die alone. And with that, there's more down the rabbit hole will go. I'm going to die alone. Die alone. I'm never going to be loved by anyone. I'm going to be single and alone my whole life. And it just came up with so much emotion. I literally was sobbing for a good 10 minutes. And I do believe I made it through the entire meditation. And I definitely felt a lot of things. I'm sure I felt some relief in the sense that, you know, I had released quite a bit of emotion. I became aware of quite a bit of fear and anxiety about specific storylines with being alone or dying alone or not having a, a lover or a husband or any of that specific to that storyline. And it was one of those big, huge experiences where going through that started the journey. You know, that's what we're talking about with surrender today. You can go take a pill and a lot of times people take prescriptions and they'll go for periods of time and eventually they'll come to some of these tools. And so right now today, I'm simply offering for you specific details and information about how surrendering with guided meditation to start with can start you on a path. And so when I cracked open in that, it was very powerful emotion. And I wasn't used to observing that emotion. And I really think that's today's lens about guided meditation and meditation is in this episode today for this conversation, we're talking about observing. You know, when you surrender to the anxiety, you're not like giving into it to take over and let it suffocate you. You're learning to step back and to witness it and to observe it from a different perspective. Does that make sense? That's a little tweak in the way you're relating to your anxiety. So instead of trying to fix it, instead of trying to cure it, to get rid of it, even to seek and understand what's it from, why do I have it, da, da, da. You are starting the starting the path and journey to witness and observe it from a, you know, a different angle. And then I'm going to finish today with three thoughts that give another beautiful idea about this witnessing and observing. 
So that's how it happened and started for me. And it's been 16 years. And I will tell you that where I am today and who I've become and my ability to relate to my anxiety has shifted tremendously. Some of you who knew me back then may be around me and I've gotten this feedback from people the peace and the calm and where I'm at. I definitely don't think that drugs, specifically like marijuana with some of the paranoia that comes with that. And then when I got into crystal meth and was going back and forth for many years using and not using, all of those things were also components. And so surrendering is not something you just do and it's done. This is the path of the warrior. This is a courageous, mindful journey. And so if you feel attached and attracted to what I'm talking about, I would love to encourage you to follow through. All you would need to do to start over the next week to 30 days, what if you were to just simply turn on a guided meditation three times a week? You could even do one for eight minutes. In fact, I have one for 10 minutes at my website where I would be more than happy to guide you. And we also sit next to the beautiful sound of running water, Onion Creek. And you can head over to my website and, and, and get that free meditation. And then if you're a Viral Mindfulness Monday subscriber, this summer I'm doing 90 days, one new meditation every month. And I just launched last week my first meditation as part of the summer of surrender, summer of stillness, actually, surrendering to stillness. And so in that, as a subscriber, you can get access to an eight minute meditation. And on this one, we'll be sitting next to Zion's Virgin River and surrendering there. So if you're not a subscriber, get subscribed and also tell a friend about what we're doing here. I would really I would really love that and appreciate that. If you're finding benefit here in connection and information, please tell one person in your life about viral mindfulness and about the podcast and share a link with them. It would really mean a lot to me. And that's it for today. So I'm going to finish up with three tips and ideas about this deeper surrender and observing and witnessing. And then I want to read you a poem. And of course, I've got a, you know, a little sneak peek of what's coming next. Today's poem of the episode is written by May Sarton. That's the pen name of Eleanor Marie Sarton. She was born in 1912, died in 1995. She was a prolific American poet, a novelist, and memoirist. She's considered an important contemporary figure in American literature as well as a poet's poet and is lauded by literary and feminist critics for her works addressing themes in gender, sexuality, and universality. She was born in Belgium and uh, in 1945 in Santa Fe, Mexico, she met Judith, Judy Matlack who became her partner for the next 13 years. So I love this poem. And I found it during those years where I began this, this guided meditation that I was talking about. And so here is the poem. I'm so honored to share it with you. It's called Now I Become Myself. 
Now I become myself. It's taken time, many years and places. I have been dissolved and shaken, worn other people's faces, run madly as if time were there, terribly old, crying a warning, hurry, you will be dead before, what, before you reach the morning, or the end of the poem is clear, or love safe in the walled city. Now to stand still, to be here, feel my own weight and density. The black shadow on the paper is my hand, the shadow of a word as thought shapes, the shaper falls heavy on the page is heard. All fuses now, falls into place from wish to action, word to silence. My work, my love, my time, my face gathered into one intense gesture of growing like a plant. As slowly as the ripening fruit, fertile, detached, and always spent, falls but does not exhaust the root, so all the poem is can give, grows in me to become the song made so and rooted by love. Now there is a time, and time is young. Oh, in this single hour I live all of myself and do not move. I, the pursued, who madly ran, stand still, stand still and stop the sun. I wanted to give you three juicy ideas, tangible ideas that you can focus on to help you with your surrender diving deep into this new world of observing and witnessing and using mindfulness and guided meditation as a means to do so. So number one, I want to remind you that there is no right or wrong way to do this. And you're going to often hear a lesson, a truth, an idea, a meditation. Someone's going to share with you what they're experiencing. And you're going to think you hear something. And then you're going to think that what you're doing is not right or not wrong. And that is not true. Your path, your experience is a practice. And until an idea or the lesson, the meditation, until these things drop into your body and your heart and your gut or your being, it's really just ethereal. It's just information. And right now we're in a lot of information age. And so literally sitting in guided meditation or meditation for a period of, let's say, five minutes, there's a start time, there's an end time. This is a perfect place to start the physiological, spiritual, scientific process of letting that information drop down into your body, to your heart. I mean, even your brain, you know, your gut, your being. This is what I think is the bridge between what you think I'm saying to you or what you're hearing, the perception, as opposed to you just practice, practice. And so that's number two. Step back, practice, and observe. Surrender to that concept. This is a very different concept for most people when they're looking at taking charge of their anxiety. Step back and observe it. 
You're going to feel a lot of things. You're going to feel things from the meditation, from the guided meditation, from the music, the words, the journey. Just step back and observe. And the last one, this is really great. So in Summer of Silence, my first email last week, I talked about this. In fact, I'm actually audio recording Viral Mindfulness Monday now. So instead of just sending you the email to read, I'm actually including a link where you can listen to me read it to you. I just thought that would be so great this summer. And lo and behold, it is. So this idea is kind of the premise of this summer of stillness. Stillness is not something that you create. It's not something you have to make. It's not something you're making your mind do, your thoughts, your any of that. Stillness and silence exist on their own. They are independent. They are divine. They are generous. They are compassionate. They are glorious. They're expansive. There's so much room and space. And so instead of looking at stillness, instead of trying to create it, instead of trying to make yourself be less anxious, what if you inverted on that? What if you sensed and understood and believed or even just had hope that there is this stillness and this natural order and harmony and rhythm and silence? And that's what you're attempting to plug into to actually like sync like you would your phone or charge something. And then once you sink in, you touch it, you allow it, you open, you turn toward it, you stand still and stand still, stand still from the poem and see the sun. And then from silence, from stillness, you look. You look and observe your anxiety. Do you see that difference? Another another way to say it is a lot of times we might say, oh, you know, look at people and love them, you know, as God would. You know, what would Jesus say? What would Moana do? What's the, the compassionate, kind thing to do? And so look from God like actually tap into God, to divinity, down into the stillness and the silence and that source and ground from their look. Do you see? Isn't that amazing? So there's a couple ideas to help you, to help you on your path this week. So last but not least, coming up soon, next time, uh, I'm going to be real. Hashtag be real. I wanted just to give a little bit more about the reality of kind of running an online business and running, you know, what I'm doing specifically for other clients and just some of the things that I struggle with. Because sometimes when you listen or you see, you have a perception about what I'm doing and what my life looks like. And I just wanted to have a little bit of real conversation. And so next podcast episode, we're going to talk about sort of my journey about um, taking different levels to my business and moving to California and some of the struggles that are real behind the scenes. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit about this slogan that I developed, um, well, several slogans, and that's kind of the idea is that we all have something to say. 
you have something to say. You know, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I've been posting Alexander TV throwbacks, and there you're getting a lot of uh, exposure to some of the places I started. Like, if you've been following me for a while, my CNN interview, my interview with Sister Dottie Dixon, uh, different parts of my journey has been about having finding the courage to share and to teach and to talk. So we're going to talk about that next time about how can you be, how can you find the courage to get going with sharing your message? And, you know, I'll share some of what I've learned and um, some inspiration along the way. So all my love to your next mindful moment. And until next time, namaste. Let me be your muse to music, mindfulness, creativity, and compassion over at my website, viralmindfulness.com. You can also find me regularly throughout the week over at Instagram. That's also at viralmindfulness.